Hello, my podcast people. I love you so much. This is Joseph Helen, your friend, and I'm bringing you a wonderful episode on how to prophesy by use of music. Now, any artistic representation of sound or picture is a sign that the artist has a prophetic gift. Any person who can sing, play musical instruments, do sports, any person that can paint, draw, sketch, dance, mime, mimic, pantomime, any person who can do any of that, imitate, and stuff like that. Those who have the capacity to imitate people's voices and talk exactly like them, those people have a very special prophetic gift. And usually they might not just know that what they do is called prophecy. If you're able to look at something and reproduce it exactly as it is, yours is a prophetic gift. If you're able to create music, something that never existed before, and you can actually create it until people begin to sing it or enjoy it, yours is a prophetic gift. If you can look at somebody and reproduce their features and their icon and their likeness, as a fine artist, yours is a prophetic gift. Okay, so I want to teach you how to prophesy by use of music and art. Now, did you know that God has musical instruments? These prophets are all songwriters. Did you know that Moses wrote songs? And did you know that Jesus wrote and still writes songs? The Bible says that he rejoices over us with singing. Zephaniah 3 verse 17. Can I just read that for you? Zephaniah 3 verse 17. Jesus Christ himself, he shouts over us with singing. Let me get you the scripture right now. So that you get to appreciate that every single musical sound you produce comes from Jesus. Now, one of the things that most people don't appreciate is the humility of our Savior. The humility of Jesus himself. Most people think that if he were the one singing, he would shout it and tell it that, oh, I'm the one singing over you. He has given you life, but he doesn't tell you, I'm the life in you because of his humility. The Bible says he's meek and humble and lowly in spirit. He says, come unto me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. He says, learn from me because I'm meek and humble in spirit, and you shall find rest for your soul. He says that his, his yoke is easy and his burden is light. His things are easy and his burdens are light. Isn't that beautiful? Now, if you look at the book of Zephaniah 3, verse 17, the Bible says, The Lord your God in the midst of you is mighty. He will save. He will rejoice over you with joy. He will rest in his love. He will joy over you with singing. The Lord your God in the midst of you is mighty. Any moment the word Lord is used in the Bible, we are dealing with Jesus himself because he's our Savior and he's our Lord. Jehovah, the existing one. The one that has been there, who is and was and is to come. His name is Jehovah. So this is Jehovah Elohim. Jehovah Elohim in the midst of you is mighty. In the midst of you is mighty. Who is in the midst of you? In the Old Testament, his name was Emmanuel, God with us. But today his name is Jesus, God in us. Hallelujah. The Bible says he will save. He will rejoice over you with joy. So joy that's in you is the manifestation of the joy of Jesus Christ himself. That he will rest in his love. 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 
Who is his love? First John 3, Behold what manner of love the Father has given unto us, that we should be called the sons of God. His love is the sons of God. Draw me, we shall run after you. Song of Songs 1 verse 4, He is the one that has made us his love. He rests in us. We are his seventh day. We are his rest. Oh, glory to God. And the Bible says, He will joy over you with singing. So every musical sound, Every song, every instrument played, anything that makes you feel happy and pleased and blessed is a sound coming from Jesus himself. So Jesus is a songwriter. He sings. All right? He plays musical instruments. That's why the Bible says in the book of Ezekiel 28 from verse 14. In fact, if you read from verse 12, it describes Lucifer. But he calls him King Cyrus because in the Bible, symbolism is so important. So when the Bible talks of King Cyrus, don't think it's King Cyrus being spoken about. Look at the context and you find it's Lucifer, the cherub that covers. King Cyrus never covered anywhere and he was never a cherub. But because King Cyrus was the leader of wickedness during his time, God refers to Lucifer as King Cyrus because he likes using similitudes. When God was talking to Job about Lucifer, because Job thought that God was attacking him, but God told Job, it's the devil attacking you. He used Leviathan. That was the most feared dragon of the day. So during the days of Job, Leviathan was the dragon that everybody feared. The one that was so strong, that spit fire, that used to cause so many waves and storms in the seas and would devour everything, including metals. So God introduced the notion of the devil to Job by using a creature that they feared the most during their time. And God introduces the notion of the devil, Lucifer, by using King Cyrus, who was not only wicked, but most feared during his time, and was also proud, okay? Glory to Jesus. And so the Bible says, if I read for you, let me just read for you um, the book of uh, Ezekiel 28 from verse 12 so that you appreciate what I'm talking about, how God operates. Ezekiel 28 verse 12, the Bible says, Son of man, take up a lamentation upon the king of Tyrus and say unto him, Thus says the Lord God. I said Cyrus, but I meant Tyrus, okay? Thus says the Lord God, You seal up the sound, full of wisdom and perfect in beauty. You have been in, the, in Eden, the garden of God. You see, the king of Tyrus was never in Eden. So God is talking about Lucifer here. Every precious stone was your covering, the sardius, the topaz, the diamond, the beryl, the onyx, and the jasper, the sapphire, the emerald, and the carbuncle, and gold. The workmanship of your tablets and the pipes was prepared in you in the day you were created. So musical instruments were part and parcel of the body of Lucifer from the day he was created. You are the anointed cherub that covereth, and I've set you also upon the holy mountain of God. You walked up and down in the midst of stones of fire. You are perfect in your ways from the day that you were created till iniquity was found in you. This is the devil being described here, but he's being called the king of Tyrus, okay? He's not just being called Lucifer, yeah? He's called the king of Tyrus, yeah? And Tyrus stands for a rock, a Phoenician city in the Mediterranean coast, a rock, the king of rock, yeah? A type of rock of, you know, Jesus Christ is a rock, the solid rock, okay? So you see how it works. Now, 
in the Bible, God uses similitudes. Okay? He uses similitudes. He uses symbols and signs. He talks using codes. He does not talk directly. There are codes that you need to decode for you to hear the voice of God clearly. Glory to God. I can see a lot of people uh, online speaking to me. Megan, my dear, God bless you. Love you so much. My precious daughter, Miska, has sent me so many love hearts. And she says, I love you. I love you too, my precious daughter. You're just so amazing. I could preach this whole message just for you. Hallelujah. The man of God, Prophet J.M. Amelia, he says, Good evening, man of God, watching today from Nairobi City. Bless you. Amen. God bless you. I missed you today, but we're going to connect one of these fine days. I was really looking forward to seeing you. But it's all right. We prophetic people, when it doesn't work according to plan, then we get to appreciate God's plan. Okay? When you're in the prophetic and you're trying to organize something, it doesn't seem to work, don't push it. You wait so that God can give you the right timing and the right opportunity. I can see my sister, Nelly David, is online. Love you so much. Mickey Roman says amen and amen. Love you so very much. My wonderful people online, even my precious son, DeRoe, he says, wonderful life he dad. Love you, love you too. Very much the strength of my youth. Glory to God, the heir of everything that we have. Bless you and love you, my precious son. My precious wife says, I love you, honey. Thank you for continually ministering fresh revelation from heaven. I love you, my precious wife, my joint heir in the, in the grace of life. The only way life can be created is when the grace of marriage comes into play, especially according to God's will. So this is how it goes. Glory to Jesus forevermore. I love you guys. You are a wonderful part of my family. And that's the reason why I come to you every single day with the message of the cross. Okay? Now, it's important for you people to appreciate that Jesus is a musician. And Jesus is the source of all prophecy. So it's important as a prophetic person that you take music seriously, take worship seriously, take singing seriously. You've got to learn how to sing in tongues. Every time before you prophesy, sing in tongues, okay? Paul said, I will pray in the spirit and with understanding also. I will sing in the spirit and with understanding also. So Paul said, you first pray in tongues before you pray with your understanding. And you first sing in tongues before you sing with your understanding. And most people have not yet got that revelation. The day you start with tongues and then understanding, and then you sing in tongues and then understanding, it's the day you start appreciating the deeper things in the prophetic. So before you start singing in your church, or in your worship team, sing in tongues. Sing. It doesn't have to, it doesn't even have to make sense. Just create those noises. But in tongues. Jesus loves that because you give him room to express himself using your vocal cords. That's what he likes. He rejoices over you with singing. But your job is to amplify his voice. Glory to God. As you do that, the prophet is going to open up for, for you much more. Okay? All prophetic people are people of musical sounds. Whether you're a musician or not, doesn't matter. But you'll find yourself moved towards music. You'll find yourself moved towards musical sound. Because all musical sounds are prophetic. And now, of course, some people do their prophetic music towards the devil. That's why you'll appreciate one thing. That any person who is an extraordinary musician, who does not serve God, will always use their music to propagate immorality. Ever notice that? Look at their dance styles. Look at the way they do their things. Look at their facial features. Any musician who is extremely successful, 
but does not serve Jesus. Every aspect of their music will be propagating sexual immorality, not love. Using people and dumping them, that's what they'll be doing. Look at their dance moves, okay? I don't have to, <laughs> to mention names. You go to YouTube and see any successful musician who is not serving the Lord. You'll find that the biggest thing they sell out of their music, apart from their brilliant voices and instruments, is sexual moves that are intended to cause people to become immoral. That's what they sell. Why is that? Because they've lost the touch with Jesus, the one who's given them the voice, the musical ability, the ability to dance, the ability to express art. They lost touch with him. So what happens? The devil comes in. How does the devil come in all the time? When the devil came to interfere with humanity before the flood of Noah, he came in a sexual way. Always. I've taught you about the seed of the serpent. Go back to that teaching and you'll appreciate that the devil can only propagate his wickedness through sex that is out of love. Sex that does not contain love in itself. Sex that's abusive. Sex that uses people. And that's what a lot of musicians and a lot of movie makers propagate. Sex that is not motivated by love. Sex that's motivated by lust. You get that? So these prophets who sing great songs, whose music is touching, and whose music influences us to dance and to sway, you'll notice that the video will never end without them suggesting something that is clandestine and something that's illicit in a sexual manner. Oh, Jesus. Glory to God forevermore. Adam, God bless you. God bless you. You are blessed in Jesus' name. Please don't talk negative things. You have not sinned. You're not awful. God loves you. I'm here to teach you truth. I'm not here to condemn anybody. Okay, I'm just showing you how the world is so that you make the right choices, okay? You're not awful. You're not a sinner. You're a saint, and God loves you, and I love you too. Glory to Jesus. So, no negative talk. Start speaking. Start saying, I'm the righteousness of God. I'm holy. I'm God's child, okay? If you were the only one on the face of the earth, Jesus would still have died for you. That's the reason why he created only one person called Adam, similar to your name. The very first person to be created was Adam. And God left everything and paid attention to that one person. And he can leave everything and pay attention to you, Adam. Okay? So, bashing yourself, beating yourself up because of your past mistakes is not going to help you. The Bible says if anyone is in Christ Jesus, he's a new creator. Everything, old things are passed away. Everything has become new. So in your life right now as I'm speaking, everything has become new. Hear me out, Adam, okay? Everything is new. Your past can only pull you down. But the message I'm speaking today can lift you up, deliver you, and free you completely. So you need to shift your paradigm and change your mind and purify your thoughts and start thinking as a new creature. You are a child of God. You're not the child of the devil. You are good, as good as God. You are as righteous as God himself. But I'm teaching you how people who have lost connection with God mess around with their prophetic gifts. And it's important for you to know that. Glory to Jesus. I can see my precious friend, Jidit Jaguna, saying good evening. Love you so very much. Blessed evening indeed. All right. 
So all musicians are prophetic. Every single one of them, they have the gift of prophecy. And that's the reason why they can come up with new things. And when they sing their songs, the whole world responds. Have you ever noticed that? When musicians come up with, for example, lyrics, people start talking based on the lyrics of the musicians because of their prophetic ability. Glory to Jesus. Now, let me read for you. Revelations 15, verse 2 to 3. The Bible says, And I saw, as it were, a sea of glass mingled with fire, and them that had gotten the victory over the beast, and over his image, and over his mark, and over the number of his name, stand on the sea of glass, having the harps of God, musical instruments that are made by God himself. Glory to God. The spirit of a python does not have a hold on, on you, Adam. Can you change your confession? Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Say what you want. Don't say where you've been. I rebuke that spirit in Jesus' name and I expel it from your life. You see, you learned something about the python and now you're operating in a negative sense instead of operating in victory. The Bible says, I've given you authority to trample on snakes and scorpions. A python is a snake snakes and scorpions and to overcome all the power of darkness and nothing shall harm you. That's Luke 10 19. Go look at it. Read that scripture. I've given you authority to trample on snakes and scorpions and to overcome all the power of the enemy and nothing shall harm you. So how can a spirit of a python have a hold over you when you've been given authority to trample on it and every power of darkness and nothing shall harm you. Oh Jesus. Ignorance is killing people. Yeah. And I'm here to remove it from you in Jesus' name. A lot of Christians are so ignorant. They think the devil is powerful. He has no power whatsoever. You walk all over him. He's just a liar. He's a conman. Yeah? The devil has no power over you. You have tremendous power over the devil. Demons look at you and tremble. They run away when they see you. But they laugh and mock at your ignorance. Oh, Jesus. Thank you, precious Jesus. You see? Now, let me tell you the first person... In the Bible that created musical instruments that the Spirit of God flowed through, this person was actually from the lineage of Cain, the one who was cursed. A descendant of Cain was the first person to create music. Oh, Jesus. Mickey Roman says, We speak life to you from here up above to increase within you strength, honor, and love. Amen. Glory to God. That's what the gospel is. It's positive talk. Okay? You speak what is right. You don't speak what is wrong with you. You speak what should be right with you, according to scripture. Glory to God. You're not going to tell a rich negative talk because it won't help you. It's called pity party. Pity party won't take you anywhere. You've got to speak the word of God and you've got to speak it in truth and you've got to speak it boldly and you've got to believe it. You are as righteous as God himself. Glory to Jesus. Okay. Now in the book of Genesis 4 verse 21, the Bible says, and his brother's name was Jubal. These are the descendants of Cain. He was the father of all such as handled the harp and the organ. He is the father of every person who handled musical instruments. So I'm laying the foundation for you to understand where music came from. Music came from Jubal, okay? Jubal stands from a stream, you know? Jubal, like a stream, like torrents of water. You see, musicians and all musical instruments come from either a container of water or water itself. 
So musicians operate under water spirits. Now, not all water spirits are evil spirits. They are evil water spirits and they are holy water spirits. That's why the Bible says in John 7 verse 38 that those who believe in you, in me, out of their bellies shall flow out streams of living waters. Water spirits will come out of their, out of their belly. You see, waters in the prophetic realm stand for spirits. Now, ladies and gentlemen, there's just not one spirit. There are many spirits. For example, God operates by, by using seven spirits. According to Isaiah 11, verse 2, and the spirit of the Lord shall come up, you know, and the spirit shall come upon him. The spirit of the Lord, the spirit of wisdom, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and the spirit of the fear of the Lord. You see that? The spirit of the Lord, the spirit of wisdom, the spirit of understanding, the spirit of counsel, the spirit of might, the spirit of knowledge, and the spirit of the Lord. Seven spirits. And the Bible says he had seven horns, seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God in Revelation. So it's not one spirit. There are many spirits. Okay? One God, many spirits. Oh, glory to God. Let me remove ignorance from your life. So Jubal was the first person that created musical instruments. Now, if you look at Revelation 1 verse 15, the Bible says, And his feet was like unto fine brass, this is Jesus, as if they burned in a furnace, and his voice as the sound of many waters. So waters, water spirits, influence people to be lyrical. In fact, According to the Greek people, the equipment that is used, the equipment that's used for containing water is lira. It's called lira, where we get lyrics from. You know, musical lyrics? When somebody is lyrical, the Greek people call their pot, that thing for containing water, especially water to drink, is called a lira. Now, that same, same thing, looks like the, the a guitar. Now, the resonator of a guitar or a resonator of any musical instrument that is plucked looks like a lyra. That's why they're called a lyre. L-Y-R-E. In Greek, it's lyra, but in English, you say lyre. Okay? The harp is a lyre because it looks like a water pot. The guitar is a lyre. Its container, this part of it where they strum, looks like a water pot if you just put it upright. Okay? Box guitar, especially. Okay? Most musical instruments were made out of a gourd. Okay? And a gourd is a, a prophetic equipment that can cause even the dead to talk. It is called an ob in Hebrew, ob. Or necromancy, something God completely prohibited. People causing the dead to talk. It's called necromancy. They, mo they, they meditate until uh, a gourd or a container that's normally used for carrying water starts talking. Now, ventriloquists, ever heard of such a word, ventriloquists? These are people who will carry a container like this. They put a container far away from themselves. And that thing begins to talk. So they, they channel their own voices on that container. And that container begins to talk. When you look at the fellow, 
Their lips are not even moving, but the container is talking because they're able to, by their prophetic ability, they're able to channel their voice onto a container using water spirit, lira, lyrics. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, Mickey Roman, you're right. Seven branches of the original menorah. That's right. Study for light. The word of God is light. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Psalm 119 verse 105. Psalm 119 verse 130. Your word, the entrance of the word, brings light and gives wisdom or knowledge to the, the simple. Yeah, the word of God is light. So I'm teaching you that if you're musical, or if you're a musician, or if you love music, art, and things like that, there is a prophetic gifting in you, and you need to stir it up. Paul told Timothy, stir up the gift that you received when I laid hands on you. In 2 Timothy 1 verse 6, and verse 7 he says, For God hasn't given you a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. It's the reason most people are not stirring up their gift is because they're afraid. They're afraid of what people will say. They're afraid of rejection. They're afraid of persecution. Now, you cannot operate as a prophetic person and fear at the same time. You just have to care for nothing. The Bible says, be careful for nothing. Be anxious for nothing. In the book of Philippians 4. But in everything through prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God that passes all understanding will guard your heart and your mind through Christ Jesus. You've got to be strong. Fear less. Glory to God. Okay? For the voice of Jesus is like the sound of many waters. Okay? Now, when as a result of bitterness against the king of Israel, Elisha, the great prophet of his time, couldn't hear the voice of God. So he couldn't prophesy. He couldn't see. He couldn't hear. He couldn't feel nothing. He couldn't prophesy because he was bitter against the king of Israel. You see, bitterness will defile you. When bitterness defiles you, then the waters proceeding out of you are defiled waters. So you cannot speak the pure voice of God. That's why you must drop bitterness. Stop being sad. Just stop it. Okay? Don't wait for it to go away. Stop it. Choose to rejoice. I'll tell you again. Philippians 4 verse 4. The Bible says rejoice in the Lord. Always. And again I say rejoice. That means in his wisdom. The spirit of God expects you to be happy. He expects you to rejoice. Always. He didn't say I will make you joyful. No he says you rejoice in the Lord. How many times? Always. And he says and again I say rejoice. Let your moderation be made known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. Then he tells you, be anxious for nothing. Don't tolerate, don't entertain anxiety. Be anxious for nothing. Whether it's a medical report, whether it's a financial report, whatever it is that you hear, whatever news you hear, don't be anxious for anything. But in everything, but in everything, in everything, through prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God that passes all understanding will guard your heart and your mind through Christ Jesus. And the Bible says in verse 8 of Philippians 4, Finally, my brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are praiseworthy, if there be any virtue, think on these things. There are eight things is enumerated there. Things you should think about. What do you think about? What's wrong with you? The bad things you've done? 
the mistakes you made, those are the things you think about. The Bible says, don't think about such things. Think of what's true, what's honest. Think of what is just, what's noble. Think of what is pure, what is lovely, what is praiseworthy, what is virtuous. Eight things, the things you're supposed to think about. What do you spend your time thinking about? What's wrong with the society? What's wrong with your politicians? What's wrong with your spouse? What's wrong with your children? What's wrong with your finances? You're thinking contrary to scripture. Today, I want to jolt you out of despondency, lethargy, and laziness to stop thinking like prophets and prophetic people. Glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. Jethan, God bless you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Are you getting that? So Elisha was a bitter man. Bitter. For that reason, three kings are looking to him for prophecy. But he couldn't prophesy. He couldn't speak a thing because he was bitter against the king of Israel. So you know what he did? He said, get me a musician. If a musician plays music, he'll create ambience. He'll create an atmosphere where I can hear the voice of God. That's precisely what happened. 2 Kings 3 verse 15. Elisha says, Now bring me a musician. And it came to pass when the musician played that the hand of the Lord came upon Elisha. Oh God. When the musician played their instrument, the hand of the Lord, the hand of the Lord came upon Elisha. Oh Jesus. Mickey says, what is the point of faith if you do not hold it in confidence and boldness, knowing that the power that rose Christ from the grave is within that faith? Glory to God. I like that confession. There's no point. The Bible says such kind of faith is dead in the book of James chapter 2. Verse 26 says, faith without works is dead. Just like a body without a spirit is dead. So there's dead faith. It is faith, but it's dead. It's not living because it's not accompanied by works. You're not working it out, that which you believe. If you believe it, work it. If you believe it's a healer, get up. Be healed in Jesus' name. Get up. Stop complaining about sickness and disease and your problems. Start working your life out. The Bible says work out your own faith with fear and trembling. Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling because it's God that works in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. Okay? Oh, my God. There is so much I can teach you. So Elisha couldn't prophesy until a musician played their instrument. Now, the musician did not think they were prophetic. They just thought, oh, I'm a cunning, skillful musician. But as he began to play the harp, Lira, the water spirits, the voice of Jesus, that sounds like the voice of any waters, came upon Elisha and he began to prophesy. And when he prophesied, one of the first things he talked about is that you're not going to see rain, you're not going to hear thunder, you're not going to see lightning, but there's going to be water in the valley for all your animals to drink and for you people to drink. Because these guys wanted water. They were about to die of thirst and their animals were about to die of thirst. They wanted a miraculous provision of water and Elisha actually did. And how did that happen when a musician played? their musical instrument and that's when the spirit of the Lord came upon Elisha and Elisha began to prophesy when he prophesied exactly as he said so was it the water filled the valley and the animals drank and the three kings the king of Edom the king of Israel and the king of Judah 
drunk to their full. Not only that, they were told that they would defeat the king of Moab. And they actually defeated the king of Moab until the very end when the king of Moab sacrificed his own son upon the wall. And that's when the Israelites were defeated. That man was practicing high-level witchcraft. Some people think witchcraft doesn't exist. Okay, maybe you live in your house, you don't know anything else other than your house and your neighborhood. Oh, Jesus. Witchcraft is the reason the world is wicked today. Witchcraft is the reason people are dying left, right, and center. Witchcraft is the reason why some accidents cannot be explained. Witchcraft is the reason why people who love each other end up fighting and divorcing each other. Witchcraft. And we have to destroy it in Jesus' mighty name. There's been witchcraft from Genesis all the way. Remember Simon the sorcerer, the one that God saved when Philip preached the message of Jesus Christ. And when he saw Peter laying hands on people and people are talking in tongues, he offered Peter money so that he could also get that power. And Peter told him, your money perish with you because you thought that the gift of God could be bought with money. He was a sorcerer. Do you remember that lady that had the spirit of divination that kept following Paul and Barnabas and saying, these guys are the ministers of the, of the Holy God and they preach to us the word of salvation. She spoke the truth, but under the spirit of a python, the spirit of divination. And Paul turned around and cast the spirit out. And that's what, it was Paul and Silas. And that's what landed Paul and Silas into jail. Because they cast out the spirit of, of the python from this woman. And this woman used to make lots of money for the, her handlers by divination and fortune telling. Paul cast the demon out, filled the girl with the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. He destroyed witchcraft. As a result, they threw him in prison. But in the middle of the night, Paul and Silas began to sing praises unto God. And the Bible says the prisoners heard him. And suddenly, the doors were open and their chains were loosed. And they were free. Glory to God. What freed them? Music. They sang praises to God. Hallelujah. You better start singing wherever you are. You don't need to have a great voice. Just sing. Just sing. Just sing. When you've prayed and prayed and nothing is happening, begin to worship. Take your attention away from your problem and start worship. Produce musical sounds. If you don't know how, play your favorite worship song and sing along and you see if your miracle's not going to come. Glory to God. A lot of people are so preoccupied with what's bothering them until when salvation comes, they still complain about what's bothering them. They cannot see that good has come. In the book of Jeremiah chapter 17 and verse 5. Yeah, let me just read it for you. The book of Jeremiah. Oh my God. Let me just help you today. There are too many people are where they are not supposed to be. And I'm here to help you. In the mighty name of Jesus. Jeremiah 17 verse 5. It says, Thus says the Lord, Cursed be the man that trusts in man and makes flesh his strength, whose heart departs from the Lord. For it shall be like the heath in the desert and shall not see when good comes. There are people who, even when they're in the presence of good, they still think about the past. Even when help has come, they still think about trouble. When healing has come, they still think about their sickness. They're so preoccupied with what's negative that they cannot see that things have turned around towards positivity. Oh, Jesus. Say, not me. You've got to turn around and smell the coffee. In Jesus' mighty name. Your coffee has been brewed. Smell the coffee. Glory to God. All right. Now Saul, the king, before he became a king, before he became 
a king, Saul, prophesied. Glory to Jesus. He prophesied, having met a bunch of musicians praising God. Saul was not a prophet. Neither was he a son of a prophet. But when he met prophetic people playing music, playing harps and tambourines and singing and dancing. Dance is prophetic. Oh God. Dance is prophetic. You cannot have proper dance moves unless you have the spirit of prophecy in you. That's why you prophetic people, don't stop your young people in the church or the old ones or whoever from dancing. Let them come to the front and dance a little bit and the spirit of prophecy will fill the entire place. That's the reason why the world has hijacked dance. So that most dance moves have now been turned into sexually stimulating moves. Because they know the power of movement of body parts. Remember, the Bible says every part of your body, your body parts are instruments of righteousness. So when you move them in tandem to musical beats, you are displaying the righteousness of God with your body parts. But the devil has taken it to the extent that great dancers in the world today, again, will not finish their dance moves before they either gyrate their hips in a sexual manner or they do this Michael Jackson move. You know, you know what I'm talking about. I didn't want to mention names, but at least that's a Michael Jackson move. You know how it moves. It's like somebody having sex. Yeah. Because they know the prophetic power of dance. Oh, Jesus. Uh, Saul became a prophet when he joined a bunch of musicians. First Samuel 10, verse 5 to 6, the Bible says, After that, you shall come to the hill of God. Now, Samuel, the prophet, is telling Saul. Before Saul knew anything about prophecy, Samuel tells him, After that, you shall come to the hill of God, where is the garrison of the Philistines? And it shall come to pass, when you have come to that city, that you shall meet a company of prophets coming down from the high place with musical instruments, the tabret, the pipe, the harp, before them, and they shall prophesy. Verse 6, And the Spirit of the Lord will come upon you, and you shall prophesy with them, and shall be turned into another man. Glory to God. You shall be turned into another man. Glory to Jesus. Just music. Just music. Now, let me tell you. Anything that God wants to use for prophecy, the devil will turn into immorality. Anything God wants to use for prophecy, the devil turns it into immorality. When God has anointed musicians in the world with the greatest voices, with the greatest dance moves, they begin to sing sexual things and they begin to gyrate in a sexual manner because their prophetic gift has been corrupted by the serpent, by the devil. Are you listening to me? Satan corrupts the seed of humanity using sexual immorality. What is sexual immorality? Sex that is not motivated by love. Are you getting it? Sex motivated by using people. Using people. Oh God. Today I have to sort you out. So that you get to know the truth. As a prophet, there is music in you. 
Now, the people in the world who are extremely successful are succeeding by the grace of God, but they don't want to acknowledge Him. As a result, the seed of the serpent, by the way, all sexual problems are caused by snake spirits. Yep. So, the serpent comes in and causes them, before they finish the business, they have to gyrate, they have to do something sexual. Look at their faces. It's seductive when they're singing their songs. Yeah. Even if the song has nothing to do with sex or love, they have to move in a certain way. Even if they just want to sing about, you know, their country. Yeah. God bless my country. God bless my country. At some point, they have to do something sexual. What has that got to do with God blessing your country? Because the serpent has come in. The prophet has been defiled. The prophet is bitter, but still talented. So the devil defiles you turns you into something sexual. And then the dancer, oh God, the one who's supposed to be dancing, they can't just dance beautifully, using their bodies as instruments of righteousness. No, they have to insinuate something sexual, something perverse, something perverted. Are you getting it? This is not to condemn you. This is to open your eyes to see. You're in a world where there's corrupt prophecy and there's genuine, pure prophecy. Now, if you're struggling with sexual things, don't worry. There's sufficient deliverance for you. I'm talking about those who have made a point and have created a career out of defiled prophecy. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Praise your name, Lord Jesus. Terrell, love you so much. He says, wow. He says, apostle, hello. Love you. Love you so very much. Adam says, that's what I did. And that's what happened to me. And now you're free in Jesus' name, okay? Type there. Say, I'm free in Jesus' name, Adam. Say, I'm free in Jesus' name, okay? Say, I'm free in Jesus' name. You're free from that past. In the name of Jesus. David cast out demons from a president by playing music. David did not say, you demon affecting King Saul, come out in Jesus' name. No. He just began playing his instrument and the demon left the king and the king was freed from depression and mental disorder because of the prophetic gift of music. Look at that. First Samuel 16 verse 23. That's right, Adam. Now you're doing the right thing. He says, I'm free in Jesus' name. And you'll find that all that nonsense is lifting off your system. In the mighty name of Jesus. First Samuel 16, 23. It says, and it came to pass when the evil spirit from God was upon Saul. Now, the demon did not come from God. This is a misinterpretation. Look, when people go contrary to God's word, his presence recedes from them. When the presence of God recedes, you know what happens? The demons take over. When the presence of God comes, the demons have to yield. That's how it is. That's why the Bible says, draw close to me and I will draw close to you. If you draw away from him, he draws away from you. When God draws away from you because you've rejected him, devils take over. There's no vacuum. There's no space unoccupied. If the spirit of God is not occupying you, demons will occupy you. So the spirit of darkness came upon King Saul when he rejected the things of God. But God in his mercy sent him a deliverer called David. So every time David played his musical instrument, the demon would leave King Saul. 
he'd become normal again and he'd become free again. Depression would leave him. Mental torment would leave him. And you'd lead Israel according to God's mercies. How beautiful. 1 Samuel 16, 23. And it came to pass when the evil spirit of God was upon Saul, that David took a harp and played with his hand. So Saul was refreshed and was well, and the evil spirit departed from him. Music can get demons out of you, and music can also bring demons into you. Okay? And David went ahead and created a group of prophetic worshippers that worshipped God 24 hours a day. And that explains David's amazing prophetic abilities. If you read the book of Psalms, you can see everything David wrote is exactly what Jesus prayed when he was on the cross. Everything from Psalm chapter 1 to the very last chapter. It's like David was seeing what Jesus would pray very many years later because his musicians were prophetic. First Chronicles 25 verse 1. The Bible says, Moreover, David and the captains of the host separated to the service of the sons of Asaph and Heman and Jeduthun, who should prophesy, who should do what? Prophesy with harps, with psalteries, with cymbals, and the number of the workmen according to the service was, now let's move it to verse 5, 1 Chronicles 16, 5 to 6, Asaph the chief, and next to him was Zechariah, Jehiel, uh, Shemiramoth, and Jehiel, and Mattithiah, and Eliab, and Beniah, and Obed-Edom, and Jehiel with psalteries and with harps, but Asaph made a sound with cymbals, even the clashing of the cymbals, or you could say crashing if you like, yeah, of the cymbals are prophetic, yeah. Verse 6, Benah and Jehaziel, the priests with trumpets, continually before the ark of the covenant of God. And these ones, they stood by night and blessed the Lord with their instruments and with their voices. Psalm 134, verse 1 to 3. A song of degrees. Behold, bless ye the Lord, all ye servants of the Lord, who by night stand in the house of the Lord. Lift up your hands in the sanctuary and bless the Lord. Verse 3. The Lord has made heaven and earth bless you out of Zion. So do you see, if you love music, if you love musical instruments, if you love listening to music, if you love playing or singing, you are a prophet. We need to stir up that gift because the world needs prophets. Why? Prophets hear God's voice and they can now communicate that voice to humanity. People miss their direction. People abort their callings. People mess up with their prosperity because they are not hearing the prophetic voice of God. Moses prayed and said, Oh, how I wish all Israel were prophets. He wanted all the 6,000 Israelites that left Egypt to be prophets so that the prophetic voice of God could be heard all over the world. How I wish you all would rise up and become great prophets and are now teaching you the code of the prophetic, use of music and art. If you can paint it, if you can draw it, if you can sing it, if you can dance it, if you can play it on a musical instrument, you are prophesying. So much so that even great prophets, when they're not hearing God's voice, they would ask musicians to play music for them. Let me say bye-bye to my podcast audience. God bless you. My name is Joseph Helen, your friend, signing out now. 
Okay, I look forward to giving you another episode in the future in the name of Jesus. Bye-bye, my podcast audience. Oh, even before I say bye-bye, I want you safe. I don't want to go away before getting you saved. If you don't know Jesus, your Lord and Savior, say this prayer after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I believe in you. I believe that you're the Son of God. I believe that you died on the cross of my sin and rose again for my justification. Today I receive you as my Lord and Savior. I receive eternal life into my spirit. I'm now saved. Glory to God. All right. Bye-bye, my podcast audience.